if if religions were a movie trilogy, what movie trilogy would they be? See, I'm I'm of the mind of see, I'm of the mind that it's the Fast and the Furious. You've got you've got Judaism being the Fast and the Furious. You've got Christianity being too fast, too furious, and then Islam is Tokyo Drift. So what you're saying is all religion is inherently bad. <laughs> and, and completely no, useless. No, I'm saying it's all in the eye of the beholder. I don't know if you've seen all the Fast and Furious movies, Daniel, but I have you know. I have seen... I think I there's seen like eight. like 13% of the Fast and Furious movies, which means I've seen like 15 of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... No, I mean, but we're talking about religion, so you gotta... I would say like the Godfather. Okay. Godfather 1, Godfather 2, Godfather 3, because you got Godfather 1, which was a great movie. And you got Godfather 2, which was the better movie, but more people knew about it because of Godfather 1. Islam is the movie where, where Muhammad says to God, just when I thought they was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And wait then, and wait then, a minute, I don't think that was in the Godfather. <laughs> it was. No, it's like the one, that's like the one line in Godfather 3 everyone knows. No, and I, don't I feel think like no, I went son of a woman there. I just, yeah, it felt appropriate. No, because you got you got Godfather One, which is like it, it was like not everybody not everybody knew about Godfather One when it first came out, but it was a very good sure. movie, and everyone was like, "This is really well done." Like you guys told a real complete story here, and then got and they're like, we, "We should make another movie." <laughs> like, all right, let's make another movie. We're gonna make Godfather Two, and everybody loved God. The Godfather Two is the most popular. Of of the of the three movies yeah, because it had think, all that I, momentum from Godfather One, so it had picked up this huge audience, right? But some purists yeah. wanted to stay back, like nope, just Godfather One's the only one I like. And then Godfather Two picked up a whole bunch of people, and then Godfather Three is like everyone's like, oh, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll see what's going on. I don't know. I think I think you're a little bit off here because I think. First of all, I think you're being culturally insensitive because Godfather 3 is widely considered as a terrible movie, and I wouldn't say that Islam is widely considered to be a terrible religion. No, no. But, no I don't think it's a terrible so, religion. But, but, but no, I would, I would equate uh, those three religions also in time order. Uh, with, it has to be uh, sequential the, order. The Star Wars tr- original trilogy. Okay. So, okay. So Judaism is Star Wars A New Hope. Um, like, like Greg said, you know, setting up the story, also possibly a complete movie in itself. Like if no other Star Wars movies were ever made, it told a complete story from start to finish. True. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, kind of has some dark parts in it. Actually, that's uh, like spot on to exactly yeah, really, <laughs> what that, what happened. It does end on a down note. Ends on a down <laughs> note. It has, uh, you know, it has some, some dark aspects to it. It has, uh. Well, uh, you know, I mean, uh, 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 Return of the Jedi does have a, a, a messianic figure being reborn, True. but I would I would say that, um, you know, Return of the Jedi is the most controversial of the three movies, and uh, I would, you know, I think that that matches pretty well with uh, the Muslim religion there. Well, I think what happened with religions is you had one, and people are like, this is a pretty good religion. But there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening with this religion. I need you to flesh this out for me, simplify it for me. It's like, all right, let's make this religion instead. And people are like, you know what? That's pretty good. A little too liberal. We need to get back to basics here. Let's start a third one. 
Mm. And I think that's what I, and I do. And I think that's what happened. I think people okay. needed a little bit more structure. And I think Islam brought a little bit more structure to oh, the party. A little. Does, does that? <laughs> well, I mean, well, first of all, I think, I think Judaism is, is, a, is a tad more rigid than Islam. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Judaism Christianity is way too liberal. long enough that it's sort of become a culture also. You know they what I mean? They both have. So yeah, they're both theological of, cultures. Yeah, Judaism but I mean, like, Islam. people think about, people think about Jews and they're like, oh, you know, the, the, the accountant down the block, <laughs> right? Or, or my dentist, like that's what people think about when you when when, when you talk about Jews. They they don't think I, about you know the Torah is actually just a series of seven hundred laws. Violation of any of them results in your death. That's right. That's, that seems nobody, nobody thinks about that. It's very it's very rigid. <laughs> very very. That's why I, I, I did stick you, by. Did you touch pork? Did you, very did you did you actually touch pork on on the Sabbath? Death. God. Oh my gosh! Instant. <laughs> your dentist would also be mad at you for touching pork on the Sabbath. He would. That's how cavities start. Uh, get that shit in your between. How do we? How do we get here? I don't, we are definitely not. We are definitely not supposed to be making this assumption. No, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> nearly enough about the world's three Abrahamic religions to talk intelligently about it. So, why? Who said we were talking intelligently about anything? That is true. Why start? Why <laughs> start that tradition like, now? <laughs> Back to the future is another. Back to the Future is another good trilogy. Back to the Future. Wait, movies. is there a trilogy where the third movie in the trilogy is the best? Ooh. Does that no. exist? Well, oh, I mean, you could. I, I would I would make the argument for Toy Story. Okay. Ooh. Toy yeah. Story 3 could definitely be the best. And that's, of the but that's three. really only because Toy Story. But only because did one Toy and Story two. Did Toy Story start this? It, it, Harry Potter did this too, where. The movies grew up with the target audience, right? Yes. I feel like I, I, we might have been on the older end, but we were basically the target audience at the time Toy Story came out. We again might have been on the older end, but then Toy Story two and three came out, and you could see the the target audience of the movies grew. Yeah. It, it, the, the target audience were the same group of people. That's true. Well, I mean, again, it's Which is based. A cool thing. It, it's it goes right back to what we talked about earlier. The reason that movies. Or can be successful with a with a sequel, and and the trilogy is because it's built momentum, which Toy Story one and two did, and of course mm-hmm. it's going to tug on your heartstrings a little mm-hmm. bit. You because fall in again, love with those toys, exactly because the same audience was watching all three of them, and we we all fell in love with those characters. I I think in my in my expert opinion, and I do feel like I am a slight movie expert because I've watched so many. Um, <laughs> Which I automatically pushes me to the top of. of oh, the list. I I will, ch- I will challenge you. Uh, yeah, wow. Okay, go I, I feel I, f- I I I think we all know that I put in a lot of lot of hours in the film department, uh, in the film room, in the film room a lot. Is that a euphemism uh, for watching porn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not in there that long, but I'm in there a lot. Um, I think Toy Story Three is the best trilogy. Uh, a thir- a gr- Toy Story three, as in the best Toy Story three, is the best. No, no, I think movie, Toy, Story, Toy Story, the, is the, the best series, trilogy. Toy Story one, two, and three are the best collective movie trilogy. 
No, I don't no, know about that's, that. And that's I know a lot of people. A lot of people are going to argue that that the original Star Wars. Yeah, I would. I would say the original, original Star, Wars Star Wars was very good. Although Return of the Jedi was weak AF. It was Return of the Jedi is not the third best Star Wars movie if you include them all. That is for sure. No, no, but you're just talking about the original trilogy because (laughs) you can't you can't include the second series because it wouldn't be a trilogy at that. I have a sneaky sneaky trilogy with a great third. I swear to God, if you say if you say Fast and the Furious, I'm ending this podcast. No, because there was 87. There were 87 Fast and Furious movies, so Ash trilogy. Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, oh, and Army of Darkness. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. I like that. Like that was. I do that's like a that. Great trilogy because you can tell in Army of Darkness they just gave up on being scary. <laughs> it's so true. Well, they because well, Evil Dead Two was your comedic masterpiece. Right. But I think in Evil Dead Two they were still trying to be scary. Yes. Oh, when like he Evil sat Dead, down they were on the chair to be scary. Evil Dead he, Two, they were like, Ah, are we still? We're still doing this, right? Are we scared? He sits then. down on a chair. <laughs> The chair breaks and all of the furniture in the room starts laughing at him. That is not a movie that is taking itself very serious. That is a great. I, I, I I'm gonna put that up there. I'm gonna put that up there. I still stand by Toy Story. Though. I have a. How, how are we? How are we? How are we ignoring Lord of the Rings though? I mean that that was an epic. epic it, I it's not, very epic. But I didn't stay awake for Rings, any of those movies. Yeah, Lord of the Rings one is. Is it's a it's a weaker movie. Can you be a trilogy? Two is the best if one. If your third movie is two movies, <laughs> no, no. If you're gonna argue the Hunger Games, I will again. No, I would absolutely not. Around. No, I'm not arguing the Hunger Games. Um, well, I think what you have to keep in you have to keep something in mind though. That that okay, it's got to be a three part series. Okay, each part has to be equally as good. So you can't, like, and this is why The Godfather falls out of the running so quickly, is one and two are good, and three is really bad. I, I have a... And I think because because Lord of the Rings, because uh, because the second one is so good, it makes the first and third one seem very weak. I have I, see what you're I have a sneaky one. I have another one. I don't know if you guys have seen this one, um, but these are this is a trilogy of movies, each one made, like, ten years apart. So you've got... Before sunrise, before sunset, wow. and before midnight. Now those are. I have not. I never. I never saw the first and the third, but I saw the one in the middle. Those are all excellent movies. Um, they're different. They're clearly very different than, say, your Star Wars or even your your Ash trilogy or Back to the Future. But I would argue that it's called the Evil Dead trilogy. I think you just go. I guess you can't. Can you? Is it the Evil Dead trilogy? Even if two of the movies are called the Evil Dead. It's Evil Dead Army of Darkness. Is it? I think it's just called Army of Darkness. It is, but I'm pretty. I mean, I'm fairly certain. Like, if you were given like a long working title, it would be Evil Dead Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a different it's a different style of movies. And again, like these these movies were filmed forever apart. But for God's sake, Army of Darkness came out twenty six years ago. Oh my ago. god. Wow. That's just that's not right. Wow. It's a long time. Back to the Future is another trilogy where one and two are really yes. good and three is just and you know, here's the thing about Back to the Future three. It's not terrible. No, I was I, I but think it's Back not to the, to the same I didn't like Back it's, to the Future not, Three. It was see, I, I, I the, felt like they the, had just remade Back to the Future Two. It just said it seventy well, I, years earlier. I think I was I was gonna say I think Back to the Future two is the weakest of those three movies. Oh, I disagree. Ooh, interesting. 
Back to the Future I, see, 2 I, has that nice alternate 1985 that's based on Trump's America. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I mean, how close were they to predicting when the Cubs were going to win the World Series? Only off by that a year. was hilarious. That was, that was I mean, really, that's that incredible. Was really cool. Cubs win World Series so, over cool. Miami. I think there's one thing we've learned about ourselves. We're, we're not we're not a bad movie podcast. No, we could we could absolutely be a movie podcast. Is it too late to pivot? No. Pivot to video? You could, well, here's what I think we do. We just that was a solid 13 minutes. I think we just we just print this up as its own episode. There you go. Well, bonus episode. Bonus content. Both of you are going to be yeah, thrilled. Cantos. <laughs> <laughs> My mom. <laughs> Daniel's mom doesn't even speak English as a first language. That's, that's precisely why she likes this. <laughs> well, Steve, call, hit us up. We'll, we'll do an episode. Although we've already done the trilogy episode. Yeah. You're welcome. Shout out to, you're, you're welcome. Shout out to the Geeks Unlimited film podcast. God, I forget the name. This escapes me. Talking Talk Flicks. Flicks. Talking Flicks. Thank you, yeah. Doesn't get much easier than that. Yeah. It really <laughs> didn't. What are we doing on this show? T- 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 uh, 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 filming. Shit. We're chatting, chatting movies. Chatting. No, that doesn't chatting work. Chatting movies. Conversing cinema. Uh, Ta- <laughs> no, that doesn't work either. That's too. That's. That's too <laughs> upper level. Do you, do you just you just cracked yourself up on that joke and blew it at the same? No, time. It wasn't a good joke, but I was I was laughing at just just. Laughing. Hey, you know you know what that joke was. Shohei Otani two and one with three six ERA, fifteen innings, nineteen strikeouts, three thirty three average, three home runs, and eleven RBIs. It just popped up in the Yankee game. That's why I said wait. Daniel. Which which Back yeah. to the Future Daniel. was he in? <laughs> All of them. He is the future. Daniel. John. He is the future. John's movie joke that he laughed on. Real weak. Stop. Stop. Oh, that's where we hit the music. It's Tuesday evening. It can only mean one thing. We are a day late recording Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Uh, Episode 19. You can't rush There's perfection. Bonus. You can't. There is bonus material because we waited so long to drop this on you. Daniel is here. Say hello. Hello. John is here. Say hello. What up? Let's no. I said say hello. Hello, Greg. Hello, Clarice. Yeah, I have complete control over this podcast right now. You'll do as I say. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let's let's get. I know. Wow. You guys want to? You you guys want to hit the hot takes right off the bat here? They're so hot. I I have one that I have one that I'm going to drop on you right now, and it's not even in the show notes. Who's the better hockey player, Alex Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby? It's a trick question. It's Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> who's, the, who's the better hockey player of the two people I listed? They're so difficult to compare, but um, 
I would have to say if you're if you're going by just like who on a night to night basis does more to help their team win, um, I would say I would say Ovi. Yeah, I think I mean Alex Ovechkin is, I mean his stats are crazy, right? He's been an all star. God, he's been an all star every year he's been in the league. He's, uh, I, I mean, he's got what does he have? Like a million goals. <laughs> Uh, he, has, he has he has twice as many goals as Sidney Crosby, but right. Sidney Crosby has twice as many assists as Alex Ovechkin. So okay, I'll put this in a little bit of perspective of for you. However, Ovechkin has played. Ovechkin's doesn't really miss games. No Russian machine you know, he, never he's been breaks. In the, nope. He he's nope. been he's been in the year well, um or he's been in the league a year longer than Crosby, but plays more games, scores more goals. I I personally think Ovechkin is. The, it pains me to say this. But I think Ovechkin is the better hockey I player. I feel like Sidney Crosby played on better teams. Am I? Am I Abs- just- yes. 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 No, you're absolutely right. Okay. I think. Yeah, if, I, I if, feel if, like Crosby had um, Evgeny Malkin. He had uh, Marc Andre Fleury for a few years. You know, he had, yeah, he's definitely had the better teammates than uh, Alex Ovechkin. By uh, yeah, he had the better team, and and I, and I yeah. think the people always want to equate like a better team with with better players and I don't think that that's necessarily true most of the time and I think in this case I think he's very good do I think he's top three in the league for sure but I think a better hockey player I think it's Alex Ovechkin by uh, similarity scores via hockey reference the two most the most similar player to Alex Ovechkin is Sidney Crosby Stop it. You, exactly. you started the segment off by saying how different they, they are. They're different. Like, their styles <laughs> are different. Like, they just met, like, on a pro, on a production level. Okay. Yeah. No, their Plus styles of player are extraordinarily side. different. Now, if you're going by win shares, Alex Ovechkin, is, of course. Alex Ovechkin is 35th all-time in NHL history and Sidney Crosby's 58. Yeah. See, here's... And I know, I know, Greg, you want to talk about who's the better individual hockey player. But, I like, do. we're talking about the two best hockey players of the modern era, like, since the, 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 since, the lockout, yeah. the strike or whatever. Since then, these are the two best players in hockey. And both of their careers are wrapping up. And they're the 35th and 52nd best players all time. Like, that's terrible for the sport of hockey. So here's No, I, I agree, but I do I I mean I, I would say they probably have about five more years left in them. Alex Ovechkin for sure. Sidney Crosby, I don't know. It, you know, he, he, he you know I should I, I don't know if he's got the longevity. Look, we should say this. If they both played five more years at their given production rates, then you're gonna see them play somewhere in the neighborhood. They're gonna end up all time being like top fifteen, probably both of them. So they I is what we're so, saying. Like, they just both I. They're they're both okay, but I mean like, generational players and appropriately generational players. They're just not Wayne Gretzky. Well, okay, but but here's the thing, yeah. right? You think about I'll, I'll take basketball because it's easier to come up with individuals in basketball. Sure. Like the best player of all time was either Larry Bird or Magic Johnson until it was Michael Jordan, until it was LeBron James. Correct, yes. But and what, until what, what, it is what, going to be, you know, who, uh, Embiid or Giannis or, you know, 
someone else who's probably in the league right now. So, like, every generation has its generational talent who also winds up being one of, if not the greatest player of all time. You could argue that in this era, those players were goaltenders. Roberto Luongo is already number yeah. four. Ooh. Okay. Uh, no, nah, I say already. He's played 20 years. But, like, Martin... Yeah, I was going right. to say, he's, he's definitely in the twilight of his right. career. Right. Martin Brodeur... Oh, you know, Brody. was what one up? of the all best time. all time. Um, okay. You know, Yalmir Yager, somehow not dead. Um, <laughs> was in the league last was it? year. Yes, I think he's, he's only he's not in the 50. league this year because he got injured. Playing, he's playing at 50. He, he did. He started the season with the yeah, Panthers. Yeah, he is still in the league. We saw Yalmir Yager hip. play live <laughs> in Los Angeles. We did. <laughs> oh, God, we did. <laughs> somehow. I think he had an assist. He, he may have. <laughs> Yarmir Yager, by the way, has now played only five less years than Gordy Howe. Wow. <laughs> and Gordy Howe so, played so hockey guess... until he... I, I'm pretty sure Gordy Howe played as a hologram. He's still playing. Gordy Howe still, still plays. Yeah. He, he's a corporeal life... or He's a corporeal specter. Uh, but he plays hockey. He's pretty good. Grass Bonanza is playing somewhere in the sky. All right, so I guess I guess with with hockey, I guess the the careers last a lot longer. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, because you're skate. Gretzky's felt short, and it was still twenty years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's let me clean up hockey here, though, real quick. Yes, First round of sure. playoffs. Our like our playoffs, favorite team. Right? Our favorite team, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Of course. Everybody sweeps that's the Kings. This year. Everyone loves. They beat LA. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Capitals finally make it out of the first round of the playoffs. Stop it. They did. Finally make it out. Down three games to one. They come back and win it. Wow. That's um. That's Ovechkin's first series victory, no, it's right? Not. That is correct. No, that he's, is correct. he has won a playoff series before. That is his first yes. playoff series win. Stop. That's fake news. Ever. I'm, ever. I'm looking into it. <laughs> ever, ever. The Pittsburgh Penguins, by the way, just when they beat the Flyers, they annihilated them. The amount of goals they scored. The Flyers scored five goals in the, in the, in, in, in the last game they played, the game that Pittsburgh ultimately wins. The Flyers scored five goals and lost the game. By three. Because Sidney Crosby is clutch. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. He's gritty. Tomorrow night, uh, the Leaves and Bruins finish up their series. Game seven, I will be there. Okay. I will be there. Boston. That's all all I know. I'm going to be sitting in the cheap seats, which last I checked, Ticketmaster were expensive. What are they running you? uh, 175. (laughs) Woof. Woof. Cheapest, cheapest ticket. Does that come with open bar? Uh, no, but it comes with plenty of ice for your drinks. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Get out of here. Hey. All right. Let's switch from the ice to the hardwood, gentlemen. Yeah, let's do that. The Raptors. Are, are we talking about a T-Rex? That series, man, I told you guys that series was going to be good. So there are, I think, three, four great backcourts in the NBA right now, right? You have the, the Blazers, who we'll get to, of uh, Lillard, Lillard and McCollum. You have, obviously, the Golden State Warriors of, of Clay and Steph. 
And then you have the two backcourts going at it in this series, Wall and Beal versus Lowry and DeRozan. And these teams are getting chippy, which I I love. It's one of the things I love about seven-game first-round series in the NBA. Uh, these, These teams start to really hate each other. And the teams, they are very evenly matched. Even though the Raptors have been one of the best teams all year, these teams are very evenly matched. Uh, the Wizards are, are hitting their stride, and this has been a fun series. There isn't more of a heated rivalry in all of sports than that between the cities of Toronto and D.C. What? It's an international feud. <laughs> Operation Canadian Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. look, you've got the Blue Jays and the Nationals. That's not you a, got the Maple it, Leafs and the Capitals. These are rivalries. With the Argonauts versus the Redskins. <laughs> these are generational. <laughs> these are cross-generational rivalries. Sorry, but we try not to curse on this show, John. I think you should apologize. I, 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 I hate that word, but there was no way to... There's no way you could have said the DCR words. There was, there was the DCR. DCR. Actually, I think DCR would probably be a better team. I like that. You know what? Sold. From now on in this podcast, Washington is called the DCR. The DCR. And UB will forever be known as the ATS. Which is renaming everything. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. I think, you know what, though? What I did notice about the Toronto game uh, is that Toronto scores a lot of points in the paint, even with that great backcourt defense. But also, Mm -hmm. what I noticed with the game um, on Sunday is that if you put Carlos Mencia, Carrot Top, and Gallagher in a room, there would be that would be a room with less hacking than that of that game. That joke, man. Really, you went. That joke took so long to. Set I know, up. and like <laughs> it was a hack fest. That was that was like a Cliff Floyd. Story. None of those comedians have been relevant in the last fifteen years. Zero. But although, they're hacks. Although, 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 Carrot Top. Buff as hell. Great. Can you well? Can you name 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 a current comedian who's a hack that you would consider a hack? Who's the comedian who I would not consider a hack? No, who is a hack right now? (sighs) A relevant hack comedian. We haven't had one in a long time. The internet does a real nice job weeding these people out. (laughs) Very thankful for the internet. (laughs) It's true. If you're not if you're not funny, you're not getting famous. Uh, Lena Dunham. I mean, I, I would guess say, not really a um, comedian. She's just not funny. What, what's 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 the one that everybody yeah. likes? What's her name? Amy Schumer. Sarah Silverman. Yeah, Love she's a Sarah Silverman. Oh, Sarah Silverman is incredible. She's really funny. Yeah. Sarah Sarah Silverman is one of the greatest comedians ever. Agreed. Period. Yes. Period. Uh, I thought you, that's what Mount, you were asking. No, were no. Asking Ch- uh, Amy Schumer. Yeah, I, yeah. I find <laughs> you her asked. Her. <laughs> the woman everyone likes. I thought, is clearly I, thought, I, thought I got that right. No. There's probably Sarah Silverman. I, I I I would like to settle down with with Sarah Silverman. She's good. She's think, really I think, good. I think Jimmy. I think Jimmy Kimmel would have something to say about. That. They broke up. She's too funny. She's too good for him. She's a better comedian than he. No question. <laughs> she couldn't. Hey, he j- couldn't hang. You had, wait. You asked hang. for an active comedian who's a hack. Jimmy Kimmel. He's got a talk show though. Yeah, you're right. All is right. Fallon Let's a hack? get off. Is- Yes. He's not a comedian, really. Is he's he, charming. Jimmy Fallon is extremely charming. Sure, but his he's not... I mean, if we if we want to get into who's winning late night right now, Jimmy Fallon is losing late Jimmy night. Jimmy Fallon right is like Conan your dog O'Brien within is always the first winning 30 late seconds of you coming home, except for an hour straight. 
that's a, a great, that's a great, that great, so good. great analogy. <laughs> Incredible. That's more of a simile. It was a great simile. It was something. But yes, um, oh, all right, who's winning this Conan series? Conan O'Brien is the king of late night. And I think, well, I mean, the, the Raptors, yes. I think the Raptors wind up winning the series, but it's going to go seven, and it's going back to Toronto for this, for game seven, and that's where that's where the Raptors are going to win. And you're going to see... You're gonna see like Wall or Beal getting tossed because they are they're they're getting into fights. Valentinus and uh, Martin Gortat are getting into fights out there, and it's excellent. The NBA well, is I... better served when the Washington Wizards are punking people. Mm-hmm. Like this goes back I, to like I, I, Gilbert Arenas and Andre Blatch and Javale McGee um, version 1.0. Um. I don't think enough is, is said about how there was a gun in the locker room <laughs> that was drawn. Like, I don't, no, you're right. I don't think enough gets said about no. this. Like, that story, no. that needs to, everyone needs to be reminded of that story every we year. We do. And the, and the poop-filled shoes. Oh, classic. <laughs> oh. I, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was listening to uh, a sport, a different sports show, because I like to get my material for this there show. There are from other it. sports shows. There are. I've, I've heard um, of them. But they don't talk about movies, and they don't talk about comedians. Uh, but they were talking about this game going seven, and they're like, well, Toronto's definitely going to win, uh, but but they'll do it in seven. And it, and, and, and it to me, because they're like, you know, because Washington has no business winning this game or winning this series, whatever. If you bring the series to seven games... You have all of the possibility to win that series. To me, I would say that's, a, that's a coin flip. <laughs> that that's a coin flip if you can bring yeah, it to no, seven. Yeah, no, absolutely. In in a one in a one game sample size, anyone yeah. can beat anyone. Right. But yeah. The but Wizards so, have to. It's the Wizards have to overachieve to get there, and they are. They are doing right. it. Like they're if the Wizards had been playing like this all year, they would have been a four seed right you know like it would they might have moved the Cavs down to five but they weren't playing like this all year no. and so all you wall know was wall's, out for a wall's gonna he run out like of gas would you say he's gonna yeah, hit exactly. the wall oh man. that was terrible <laughs> and, and greg i'd like to remind you that you said the wizards were better off without john wall i still i still agree with that because <laughs> i was and, and and this is and i'm gonna say this uh because shaquille o'neal and Charles Barkley oh, yeah. agreed with me because I was at when I was watching oh, so the game right. at halftime. They're like, "Watch what happens when Beal and Wall are on the floor at the same time." The other three guys just stop. They don't need to they're do anything. anything. Beal and Wall are yeah, really good. They, they do. Yeah, they need to they get into the paint and score points. And, all they need is Ubre and Porter to stand in the corners and hit open threes because they're going to get them. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> it was not happening. Was it because Wall, Wall, out for Wall and Beal were taking all the shots. Yeah, Wall and Beal were taking games. all the shots. What'd they do, like 27 and 36? Something like that in that game? Dude, what, what was the what, question? What game? <laughs> the Sunday night. It, Wall it, it, and Beal did 27 oh. and 36. Yeah, but so, that sounds like that. right. Yeah. So, uh, Porter and... Uh, Ombre or whatever his name Oubre. is, aren't, Oubre, Kelly aren't Oubre getting, Jr. Uh, I take Ombre getting, with that pronunciation. <laughs> BLM did the game with thirty-one points. I mean, and he was tossed. Yeah, 
with like four minutes to go. <laughs> it's a Gordy, it's a Gordy Howe hat trick right there. A double double in a fight. Or a foul out. Yeah, he fouled out. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of um, uh, fouling out, <laughs> Wall had twenty four shots. Beal had nineteen. Did you see Belt for the Giants smacked sixteen fouls the other day at net bat? That was incredible. I did not see that. Twenty one pitch at bat. That has never happened in MLB history. Twelve minutes and forty five seconds. That's an incredible <laughs> at bat. The pitcher threw seventy seven pitches by the third inning. I love that. I, that's one of the things. That's another, just a, yet another thing to love about baseball. Like baseball's been around for 150 years, and every year there's something that's never happened before. Yeah, that's really. And it's cool. always something I, I, weird. Yeah. Like no, there's a there was a 21 pitch at bat. 21, <laughs> 21 pitches, 16 foul balls. 12 Crazy. minutes and 45 seconds. It's like get, the odds it. of that Absolutely happening are, are that of like a technical foul and a lightning strike at the same time. <laughs> I mean, you could like that's 21 pitches. You make contact 16 times. You, you be hard pressed to do that in a batting cage. Yeah, 16 for 21. <laughs> it's not a bad, not a bad day. Yeah. Uh, does Westbrook get suspended? No. Okay. For what? He got fined. He came off. He, he got fined. He came 10K. off the bench. He came off the bench real hot. No, he. Uh, the news tonight was he got fined ten k for that. Okay, so we're finding him now. Yeah. Because okay, last time, last time someone did that, that was a that was a suspension. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, that's supposed to be an automatic. Suspension. That's okay. It's, that's okay. It doesn't matter. The rules. The rules don't apply when you when you average a triple double for two. Seasons. That's the no. That's <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's the Steve Nash Amari Stoudemire rule. Where they like yeah. came off the bench in Game Six against the Spurs in a game they should have won, and then they were both out for Game Seven, and Phoenix got dump trucked, and they were like, I don't know, maybe yeah. we shouldn't suspend star players for Game Sevens of series for something as stupid as coming off the bench. That's why it doesn't happen right. anymore. All right, let's so, okay. let's 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 wrap up hot hot takes. With, These takes uh, haven't been very hot; they've been very nuanced, and take and we've had great care taken from them these have been taken <laughs> just been taken maybe that should be the name of the segment taken i have special taken. i have special taken. skills i will find you and i will talk very subtly about you <laughs> <laughs> all right who's coming out of the east philly I know, I know you have to have changed your mind by now after watching the Cavs struggle against the Pacers. I, man. Because I, I have. You know, like it, the Cavs have been struggling against the Pacers, but they're still probably going to beat the Pacers, and the Raptors have really sort of disappointed me. I kind of thought they would boat race the, uh, the Wizards a little bit. I mean, I knew it would be a fun series, but I, I thought it would be one of those, like the, the series we kind of hoped to see with, uh, with Thunder, Warriors, where it's like a six-game series, but the four wins are by 20 points. Like, I kind of hoped that was what we were going to see in, in yeah. Wizards-Raptors, but it's not. So I kind of think the Cavaliers are just, you know, the, the thinnest kids at fat camp, you yeah. know? Shout out to all the so kids who's coming out of the East, camp. Daniel? Who's coming out of the East? I think, look, I still think the Cavs make the finals and sweep the, or Cavs make the East mm. finals and sweep the Sixers. Mm-hmm. 
I still think yeah, that's that, happening. That, that seems the most likely. I kind of hope the Bucks pull this out against the Celtics. Oh, Bob, just so that too. we can see so we could see Bucks Cavs. The Celtics are so. so not interesting to watch. Yeah. Even with it's Kyrie because, Irving. It's because Kyrie Irving is so boring. I don't see it. So Kyrie Irving is not Kyrie Irving. He was not boring on the Cavs. He's not boring on the Celtics. He gets to the basket whenever he wants to. Like, are you lining up? It's to the see, it's, Are you guys like lining up to like name another Celtic? Jalen, I can name a lot of Celtics. I know Jalen Brown and, and Channing Tatum. And, Channing and, and... Tatum. He was in Magic Mike. <laughs> Obviously, I meant Jackson Tatum. Jason, wait, no, Jason Statham. Jason, yeah, yeah, Jason Statham. That's what I meant. Ah, broke. No, but like, like the Celtics don't interest me. No, not these Celtics. No. Not with nobody there. No. But I mean, that's it's kind of a tie. I mean. This is the thing that we do when we can't explain it. Like you, you give credit to the coach. I, I guess it's a testament to how good Brad Stevens is as a coach. He's a very good coach. Yes, but yes. man, he has not been given a lot to work with in this. In in this, Brad series. Stevens also not interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, interesting in that he's very talented. He's very yes. interesting, as in he's good at his very job. true. I don't know. You, Can we give him a nickname like Playoff B. What? What? Playoff D? What? Playoff B. Yeah, don't you know about uh, Chris Paul? Or George, or not, not his name's not Chris Paul. Uh, Paul, what's his name? Paul George, George Paul. PG-13? No, yeah. He's going by uh, Playoff P now. No, he's That's not. his new nickname. No, he's Why not. would he? Yes. That's true. Swaggy that P is the nickname. Is cool. Uh, should, we call, should we call look. Brad Stevens Swaggy B? He he has given himself the nickname Playoff P. Yeah, I don't like it. Hold on, I think he might not be lying. Oh, I'm not lying. I mean it. Paul He's... George is a man of many monikers, and the start of the NBA playoffs came with yet another nickname. The arrival of Playoff P no. was met with confusion from NBA fans and jokes from Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony. No, no poop. Uh, that is courtesy of uh, Andrew Sharp at Sports Illustrated. Too bad he's teammates <laughs> with Playoff C minus. You, you guys don't oh, keep your I, ears to the hardwood. Let me ask you a serious question. If I told you, take the Wayback Machine to uh, the beginning of the 2010-2011 uh, season. All right. If I told you at the open of that season that Carmelo Anthony, for the rest of his career, would win one playoff series, what would you have said? I, I wouldn't have had words for that. One playoff series are we talking about like Cause, cause, on, like before he was traded to like at the start of the season like his last half the start season. of that that that's the season yeah that's the season that he was traded from denver right. to new york so we were so i remember that season vividly we were all living at the same city at the same time mm-hmm. and like we fantasized for months carmelo anthony going to the knicks yeah and 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 this was back in the old days when we thought i don't know why we thought this that Carmelo Anthony and Amari Stoudemire were going to a play well together, right? And b rival LeBron, Wade, and Bosh in Miami. And also, and the other thing being, like, we all thought that Melo was going to go to the Knicks without the Knicks trading the good half of their <laughs> roster to get him. 
Like we yeah. we kept, I remember like we would talk pre podcast back when back in the Stone Age when our phone calls just vanished into the ether. Like <laughs> like we would be like, oh my god, Mello, Landry Fields, Amari Stoudemire, Wilson Chandler, the mm-hmm. other Gallinari guy off the bench. Yeah, like yeah. there was this there was this roster, and you were like, oh, that team would be stacked for years. Yeah. Raymond Felton before he was fat. Yeah, thin Raymond Felton. I it was I call him Skinny Ray. Skinny Ray. Skinny Ray. Man, I no, but yeah, that team looked like it had the potential to be so good, and it just was not. And since then, the Knicks beat the Celtics in the first round of the uh, 2012 playoffs, and that's it. That is the last playoff series that Carmelo Anthony won and after this year uh they're not going to beat the Jazz no uh Paul George is gone from Oklahoma City mm-hmm. maybe Car- Carmelo Anthony if he's whoa 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 financially whoa, whoa. smart yeah playoff P sorry, playoff P <laughs> yeah because it's going to be the regular season playoff P will be gone he's going to playoff peace oh. out <laughs> <laughs> Carmelo Anthony, if he's smart, will opt into his $27 million salary, but because of that, there will be no money left for anyone else to join the Thunder. So it's going to be Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony and Steven Adams, and that's it. This, so, like, that this, that team is that team is going nowhere. That's the bizarro version of, like, the 07-08 Nuggets. Except now mm. Melo is Iverson. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> and every shot and every shot Carmelo Anthony takes, they're gonna be like, "Why? Why is Russell Westbrook? Why not did that Russell shot? Westbrook not take that shot?" Which is also the bizarro version of uh, the what, like the 2011, 2012 Thunder, <laughs> where Russell Westbrook kept taking shots. And people were like, "Why is Kevin Durant not taking that shot?" <laughs> But does anyway, Carmelo, I, Anthony, Carmelo Anthony gun to your head? Does 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 Carmelo Anthony win a playoff series at any point in the rest of his career? No, only if he no. opts out this year and just signs with wherever LeBron James is going. And I, that's I exactly love, what I was going to say. <laughs> I love Carmelo Anthony. I think he. I, I think he's my favorite basketball player of the last decade, and I want for good things to happen to him. So I, I, I would like him to just opt out and just wait until LeBron James signs a contract and then just go to that team. I would like and someone to like, answer my question. What was your question? Who's coming out of the East? I, I said Cavs. I, it was, <laughs> it's an, probably it was Cavs. an immediate answer. Cavs sweeps. No, your immediate answer no, was me- you screamed yeah. Sixers. It's your immediate answer was Sixers. And, and now I'm bleeding. Sorry. It's excited. It's been a while. You're... you're, you're Excited that for the first time, again, in a decade, the team that you like is actually trying to win. Yes. So excited. <laughs> if the they were going to follow their pattern, they would just trade away Joel Embiid after this year. The phantom of the process. Get out of here. This podcast is over. <laughs> I'm turning this podcast I will turn around. this podcast around. <laughs> I, will say, I will just say this. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Markel Fultz, all playing at near peak or peak levels. I like this team. I'm excited. That's all I got. Yeah, if if Markel Fultz finds a shot, 
if uh, Ben Simmons can hit a free throw, <laughs> and if Joel Embiid can stay healthy. That's that's totally what you want to build your franchise around. I don't mind that. I'll take that. It's better than anything that's not LeBron. Yeah, they got fifty. They got fifty wins, and none of those three things happened. Yep. <laughs> All right, we're so gonna get out of here. Wait, Greg, who's coming out of the East? Yeah, answer your own question. God, Greg. slacker. Greg. Hello. Greg? I'm just kidding. Hello. I'm still here. <laughs> oh. I'm still here. Uh, I I got to be honest with you. I I'm. I'm just ta- like I have no idea. I- I'm watching these teams play. The Celtics don't know who they are. The Bucks know who they are, but they're just not good enough to go deep. Uh, yeah. The Sixers look good. I the Sixers definitely going to beat the Heat. Um, the Raptors, I don't know. I, I you know the Raptors. That's right now. I mean, I you know how high I was on the Raptors. I thought the Raptors were definitely taking yeah. the East, but after watching them struggle so much yeah. against the Wizards. I even if they make it out of of the yeah, first round, the second round is going to be tough. And I just don't I I I I wish I had an I don't think it's I don't know. Like right now I'm looking at I'm looking at a team that's gonna come out of the East and then just get swept mm-hmm. <laughs> in the championship. <laughs> like yeah, it's uh, it's Warriors. gonna be bad. Like, Warriors Rockets is the series that's going to decide the NBA championship. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, the next the next four games will just be exhibitions. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, if I had a right now, I I think uh, I think Philly. I, I think wow. Philly comes out of the East. Hey, hey, yeah. If they all hit their strides, man, LeBron looks a little. LeBron looks. He he's got that sort of angry face on that he had uh, the year. In, in 2010, when the Heat were busy losing to... No, he was scared in 2010. In his final year in Miami, he had he was angry, and he would just keep passing the ball, and he would throw it, like, at a teammate and be like, look, this is what you've given me. Let's see them win. Like a dodgeball And I feel like he's shot. sort of doing that with Cleveland. So, well, like, I... Except not, he, he was not the, the one team. who took all those plays. Like, he was like... He was like I don't like my teammates. I'm going to get a whole new team at the trade deadline. Right. Yeah, I know. That's why. Well, that's why. I mean, he's 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 still doing his best to score points. That's why he's scoring forty in a game. Right. But he's scoring forty in a game, and it's just barely. And good he's playing forty six. Yeah. He's playing forty six minutes. He's he's got a double double every night. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is the league in minutes this year too. That's yeah. incredible. He played like every. He played yeah. every game. Yeah, he played 82 games. First time in his career he did that. He averaged 38 minutes a game. That's that's incredible at his age. I I don't even average 38 minutes at work over an eight-hour shift. (laughs) True that. Jeez. (laughs) Just saying. What's the old line from Office Space? It'll probably do 38 minutes of actual work. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded like Eeyore. Thanks for noticing. Well, at least it ain't raining. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Uh, on the other side, we're going to talk about the Portland Trailblazers and how that whole fire fizzled out. We'll be back. You're listening to Shane's Life as a Fantasy Draft. Powered by...
Geeks on All right. Daniel. Yeah. You got a bone to pick with the Portland Trailblazers. Well, what the hell happened to the Blazers is, pick is it. what I'm wondering. So they finished the season. I mean, they finished the season they on, a, on a 28 they have tear. They finished their season. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I should, I should probably say that. They got swept out of the first round. They were a three seed in the West. Uh, they get swept by the New Orleans Pelicans and that and that man beast Anthony Davis. Ah, I don't even know. Like, Pelicans. The Pelicans should probably only be able to have four guys on the floor because I'm pretty sure Anthony Davis counts as two people. It's a big. Um, it's a big man right there. A lot of man. <laughs> like yeah, they lose to Marcus Cousins. That team gets a lot better. We should we should look into that too. I think I think Anthony Davis like sucked out Demarcus Cousins' soul. Um. So the Blazers finished the season on a tear. They lost four of their last five, but prior to that, they were 19-4 and four on their way, and, and they closed out the three seed in the West. But there was no defense in that series. They had nothing, no answer to anybody on the Pelicans just getting to the rim and scoring at the basket. Uh-oh. Is that Joe Theismann? Did he sneak in? Is, is Joe Theismann here in, in the studio again? Is that Joe Theismann? Is it? So, uh, hello? Hello? Um, Guys? I mean, hello? Hey, hey Joe. Hey, uh, hell, what are, what hey, Daniel. Hey, hey. What, are, what are your thoughts, Joe, on the, uh, on, on the New Orleans Pelicans and, and the Portland Trailblazers? Ah, I didn't even know New Orleans had a team. When they get a ding? Uh, about fifteen years ago. Ah, boy, yeah, boy. I was in the booth. I was, uh, I was uh, hosting Monday Night Football there, and I uh, must have, must have, you know, must have slipped my mind. Must have forgot about that. But let's talk more about when I used to play football. What do you think? <laughs> Let me tell you what I used to do. This is what I used to do when I used to play football. I used to put my pads on. I tie my lose, shoes up ever, real tight. Did you ever lose in the first round as the three seed? Uh, you know, I, 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 I think I did actually. Yep. I think I did that once. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It w- really wasn't my fault though. What happened there was LT broke my leg in half. <laughs> Jeez. Joey T. Never play football again. Never, never, never play football again. Joey T trampling all over the D block. Oh man. Every single time. God. All right, guys, I got, I, hey, guys, guys. anything in this country without Joe Theismann interrupting you. You know yeah. what, Joe? Uh, stick to, stick to outdated football. Stick right? to sports, uh, yeah, I, I got to go guys. I got to go give a critical commentary on, uh, on something. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. There's a phone booth over here. I'm going to go talk in it. <laughs> Every so time Anthony you see Davis a, led the, led the league this year in points per game from inside three feet. So it could it could just be the answer to what the hell happened to Portland could just be that Anthony Davis is that good and only three games separated three through nine in the that's, West. That's my so, that's my flaming hot barbecue take. Right. So so you know if if Portland had lost four more games they would have been out of the playoffs. Right. So it could it could just be that three versus six and and four versus five and. You know, that it just doesn't make that much of a difference. Ah, ah, um, oh, boy. That <laughs> nah, wasn't a phone booth, guys. It was actually just a really small uh, toilet, real small bathroom. <laughs> so uh, so I relieved myself 
and now I'm gonna leave. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting your show again, guys. I'm gonna go and I'm leaving. The, I'm going outside the door right now. I'm leaving the, through the door. I'm gonna shut it. I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys. Yeah, I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably be back next week. I will see you next week. Oh, thanks, Joe. So yes. So. The Smoothie King Center in New Orleans is 2,506 miles from the Moda Center in Portland. And, and I was just wondering, how is it possible that New Orleans is not an Eastern Conference team? That's 2,500 miles that they had to cover the distance between those two stadiums. So I know the answer to this. Yeah. So the only team I, 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 in, in my exhaustive research... For this segment. You drew a line down the center of the United States of America. I, and I, 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 oh, hold on. I forgot my keys. I'm just picking up my keys now. And then I'm going to go put them in the ignition of my car. And then I'm going to leave. All right, guys. See ya. Joe, are you going to get a ride home? I don't I don't think you should be driving tonight. Nah, nah, my, yeah, my keys are right here. I'm going to go put them in the car ignition. And I'm going to turn it away from me because that turns the car on, you know. And then I'm going to leave. And then I'm going to go home. Put my foot on the little gas pedal there. And I'm just going to go home. I'll see you guys. Oh, God. Bye, Joe. So I, I looked at a, at a map and, and put a Google pin in all of the <laughs> all of the NBA cities. Clearly, I do a lot of work. Well, how long did how long did that take you? Like that's wow. a, that's honestly like that's a half hour of well, work. If if I ever try to put like more than two pins in a Google map, it takes me like the better part of a day. <laughs> well, well, let's just let's just say I was stealing money. <laughs> From, uh, oh, from the office. Um, oh, oh, gosh. These aren't my keys, guys. <laughs> these aren't my keys. I thought these were my keys. Joe, Joe. I'm, I, I'm just going to, you know what? I got my phone. I, I'm going to take, a, I'm, I'm going to take, a, I'm a ride share home. I'm going to ride share home and talk to That's somebody when idea, I'm in Joe. there. All right, guys. All right, guys. We're going to get my ride share now. My car is here. I, I got to go. you're in a ride share with Tony Romo. Oh, that would be. Could you imagine being in a ride share, Tony Romo and Joe Theismann? That poor, that poor driver. What he did there was really unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it, Jim. Jim. It would just be. It would be. It would be Tony Romo telling them what what's about to happen, and then Joe Theismann telling him. See what he did there was. Yeah, why he did it and how he used to do it when he used to do it. So, so New Orleans is the only city that's farther west of New Orleans that's in the Eastern Conference is Milwaukee. Okay. Well, because Milwaukee is closer to like Chicago, Chicago, and Detroit. You know, um, yeah, and, it just and, makes more sense for Milwaukee to be a in the Eastern East, Conference yeah. team and New Orleans to be a and Western New Orleans Conference isn't team. actually that far from, from Texas, from like San Antonio right. and Dallas. Right, like Houston, that, yeah. San Antonio, Dallas, all those teams. Okay. And Memphis. Memphis, too. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess that makes sense. It's just when I... It's you know when I when I when that when I looked at that on on the Google map I was like wow that is a long distance between those two cities like right. that's what it would look like if we had just one through sixteen instead of conferences yeah. but okay the only Western Conference team that is technically east of the Mississippi River is Memphis okay okay but so I, yeah. fun facts that's fun the kind facts. of analysis you only get here on Shane's Life is Fantasy. true. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
come Get for the sports. Lesson. Stay with the geography. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. uh, you know, while trying to figure out what the hell happened with the uh, the Blazers, they they played no defense. They gave up three of the. Uh, let's see. Uh, so so, three of the top. Uh, like ten, three of the top six actually, three of the top six players in field goal percentage in the playoffs so far among players who shoot about ten shots a game are Nico Meritich, Anthony Davis, and Drew Holiday, fifty-seven, fifty-seven, and fifty-six percent. So the Pelicans just shot an insane percentage. I know in Game Four they shot fifty-two percent in the first half, and that went up to like sixty-seven percent in the second half of that game. They they could not be stopped. So the Pelicans were amazing in that series. The Trailblazers played no defense and completely disappeared. They were on a tear. People were wondering if this team was going to challenge the Warriors and, and the Rockets with, with how well they were playing in the second half of the season. So I just... It, and for them to flame out in the way that they did in the first round of the playoffs is such a stark difference to where they were I am I am very surprised by it. So it makes me wonder, and this is where I want your guys' opinions going forward. What is what does this mean for the Blazers? They're they're built in a way that isn't sustainable for winning championships in today's NBA. They have a backcourt that's good, but neither well I, McCollum is a three point shooter, but Lillard is not. So they have a backcourt that's good, but not good enough from the perimeter to win games for them. And they have the center. Yusef Nurkic, who's excellent, but he's excellent if it was the 90s. You know, he's, he's a throwback center. He's a, a less athletic Hassan Whiteside. You know, like he's that guy who's going to dominate inside and he can pass the ball, but he's not, not winning. None of these guys are winning games for you in 2018. So where do you go from here if you're, if you're the Portland Trailblazers? So are the... Portland's just the Western Conference Wizards. Yeah. Right? That is an excellent, uh, yet again, another excellent analogy. The analogous John Gorman. John Gorman Gorman aced his SAT. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That and that analogy section, this is to that as this is to that, that's that's basically how John Gorman makes his living. It's true. It's accurate. By the way, on the analogy section of the SAT, I got one out of 11 correct. (laughs) But it was the hardest one. <laughs> Probably was. None of them had um, anything to do with Joe Theismann, so. No, true story. Uh, the no, Blazers, that guy like. I can't even find his keys. So this, this begs a larger question, like, is it cool to be a team that just wins 47, 48 games a year? Like, well, think, are you cool with that I, as, like, a an entertainment model? I think the Philadelphia 76ers just showed you that you shouldn't be. Right, like, well, okay, so Philly in, like, the 11-12, like, in the Doug Collins years, they went, like, 42-40, and 40, mm-hmm. right? And they were, like, the seventh seed in the playoffs, uh, I think, like, two years in a row. And, you know, they were like, this is probably as good as it's going to get. Like, they had a young core, including Drew Holiday. But, like, that was kind of their ceiling. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Blazers, like... Lillard and McCollum, I don't know, again, I don't know how much better they're going to get. I don't know how much cap space they have, like, to build pieces around them. And they clearly can't 
draft a generational talent. So it's a question of like, are you cool with being a team that like rides two pretty good players for the next decade, a la like the Memphis Grizzlies? Mm-hmm. Um, like if you're cool with that, the Blazers have, God, the Blazers have twenty seven million going to Damian Lillard, twenty five million going to CJ McCollum next year. 17 million going to Evan Turner, 10 to Mo Harkless, 10 to Myers Leonard, six, uh, almost seven to Alfaruga Minu, and then they have the rest of their cap space is pretty open. But I mean, that's, you know, they're, they're already, they, they're over the cap already for, for next year. Like, they, they can add nothing. I mean, yeah. yeah. You'd have to, you'd have to. They have to. They have off, to look in. You? Yeah, they have to look into moving Lillard and McCollum right now. We would have just had it had Washington not tied up the series with Toronto. Mm-hmm. We would be having the same conversation about the Wizards. They, I mean, they've been having those conversations about right, the Wizards. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, like, no, you're, you're I don't know. Right. I don't think we can. Do they want to win a championship? I mean, of course, like you, of course they do, but like you run that risk. Yeah, this isn't like they're not the Lakers, right? Where you can just like, or the Warriors, where you can just add pieces because people want to play there, right? You know, it's Portland, it's different. So like, I don't, I don't. It really depends on like the level of risk you're comfortable with and whether or not you see like, hey, we won forty eight games and made the playoffs, and we can do that for the next five years, no sweat, like. It depends on if you're cool with that as a strategy. Mm-hmm. How nice a spot would that be for on on some kind of minimum contract? Carmelo Anthony would just show up and and help guide those youngsters. I don't think he, I don't think he does anything. I, I truly don't think you, he you does don't think anything. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony moves, be, the, moves the needle for them. He would be better. No, I don't think he does. Being like a like you remember like Ray Allen on the Heat. Mm. You know, he'd be better served, like, in one of those... I can't believe I'm saying this. He's only 33 years old, but, like... I guess, you know, I guess He's... Ray Allen was, too, like, at one point. But, like, mm-hmm. he'd be better served just as, like, a third piece. I mean, he technically is a third piece. He's a fourth piece on, this, on, on, on the Thunder. The Stephen Adams is True. the third best yeah. player on that team. <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, <laughs> like, not... No, because McCollum and Lillard are, like... And mellow, that's a lot of doubling up on skill sets. Okay. You know, like, mellow, quite honestly, would be great on a team like the Bucks. Lillard and McCollum are signed through 2020. Ugh. I know. You gotta, tra- <laughs> you gotta trade them. In, in 2020, Lillard is going to make $31 million, McCollum is gonna make $29 million. That's disgusting. But they, there's no way those. There's no way both of them are still trailblazers next year. I think. I, I think, think you, is what I, we're, I, we're talking about right now. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance that both those players are both on the roster next year. Because you can't trade them after 2019. You're not going to get. Right. You're not going to get like a first round pick. No, and yeah, this is yeah exactly. This is the time to sell high on them, and try to get, yeah. like, try to pry. Oh, here, here you go. If you're Cleveland and you you want to make one last desperate attempt at keeping LeBron James, you ship out. I think they still have Brooklyn's pick this year. You ship out right. Brooklyn's pick for Lillard or McCollum, 
and you say to LeBron James, here, here's one of the, probably the best, you know, point guard in the East, right? You take Lillard from the West, you put him in the East, and you say, this is, I, if it's not Kyrie Irving, it's Damian Lillard is the best point guard in the East. Here you go. Win us, win us the second championship. Here's a thought. Did the Blazers gun for the three seed to artificially drive up the trading value of Lillard and McCollum? <laughs> what, a weird, like, what a weird question to ask. Did they like? Did they know this was the end game? Like, God, we're only going to win like 45 games next year. We're never going to be able to sell higher on them. Why don't we just tell them, you know what, guys, you ball out. Everybody else doesn't want to play the Rockets or the Warriors in the first round, but you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to take that W so we can take that L so we can take that W. What, what a ridiculous... Yeah, probably. I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this so... The tinfoil cat block yeah. brought to you by I just, Reynolds Rap. When was the last time that a team was the third seed in a conference and, first of all, got swept right out of the playoffs? I can't remember that happening anytime recently. And second of all that team is best served by getting rid of its two best players. Like that's what we're, uh, that's what we're saying here. The, the, the Blazers yeah. are best served by getting rid of their two best players. Um, yeah, but I think you're going to wind up with a process situation. There. The 06, 07 heat was the last team to do it. Do what? Get swept in the first round. Correct. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. They did it as a four seed okay. against mm. the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, no, I don't think. They seeds? get swept. Oh, We're talking about count. swept, yeah. of course. So three seeds um, in the NBA. But that's a that's a four five. Yeah. Right. I, that's, that's what but I'm that's, saying. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's different than a three six. In, in the NBA, uh, I mean, basically when, when you're watching the NBA playoffs, and, and this happens every year, and we always fool ourselves into – uh, you know, so-and-so team is going to make it. And, and it's always one and two, right? Of, of the, I love this stat that I found. Of the 70 NBA champions that we've had, 68 of them have been either a Have been one, the Boston Celtics or Los well, yeah, Angeles Lakers. 68 <laughs> of them have been either a number one, number two, or number three seed. Only seven of that 68 are number three, three seeds. So 61 NBA champions have been a number one or a number two seed. But uh, I think that speaks to basketball. I think that's... When we watch basketball, I mean, what do what do we what do we always see? Lakers and we Celtics the one in the finals. <laughs> yeah, we, we're we're seeing we're always seeing the top seeds That's, out of out of their respective conferences. It's one of the yeah, cooler the things. NBA playoffs have always been that kind of a thing. They've always been that it's, great okie doke. It's like, hey, check out all these amazing playoff games in April. By the way, in June, you know who's playing? Yeah. Yeah, I think, but I think that's what <laughs> basketball lends itself to that kind of a model. It, yes, Because first of, of all, seven game series. Mm, so the better team is going uh, to win. Right. Right. Only exactly. five players on the court at a time, so the best player on the court has a disproportionate effect. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, it's different than I, I feel. I really do. It's like football is a one-off game. It's a coin mm-hmm. flip game every single time. You know, it's like the game seven. Yeah. If if you bring something to game seven, that's a coin flip game. It's going to go either way. Yeah. It's a one-off game as a coin flip. The but thing- I think what you you see a lot of like like last year. Last year, I I I believe the Cavs lost all or won all but one game prior to the finals, and the Warriors swept everybody prior right. to the finals. So the top, I mean, the top teams 
are just that yeah. good. But that's why I think uh, the Western Conference Finals is going to be so interesting this year because I think, I think despite their records, the Warriors are still the better team. But man, the Rockets closed that gap. They closed that gap faster the than Rockets we thought closed that anyone gap. was going to. And and so the Rockets closed that gap. The Jazz look good, mm-hmm. and the Pels look good. Those Pels I mean, look strong. That's a that that's a hard. That's that's right now. That's a fun conference to watch like there's nothing like the east like the toronto with the toronto washington thing is heating up it looks pretty good yeah, it looks good but it is the, the celtics fest. celtics you know bucks is it's okay to watch let down. but everything in the west is fun to watch mm-hmm. right now i'm not sure spurs fan oh no spurs man what a heartbreaking story that is ah, that is so like of course there is the human element mm-hmm. to it, which is just beyond words sad. Yeah. That is, and, and man, like it's, it's hard to even transition out of that. Well, that I, but, I, I wanted to ask, I'm sorry, you finish up and then I'll ask my question. Yeah. I, no, you go ahead. Cause I have a feeling your question is, is, is more suited to the topic. We're about. Well, I just, I wonder when, when you have, tragedy like this like in this case uh greg popovich's wife died before game three of their series with the warriors when you have a tragedy like that befall a team and a league like i don't know how you expect how anyone could expect the team to continue playing right and i understand the spurs did win a game uh but it's very likely that they're going to be out of the playoffs and I, i I, I almost want them to just, you know, forfeit the rest of the series and say, you know what, there is nothing that we can do right now. We can't, like, I don't understand how you, how the players can play, how the coaches can coach. I don't, I don't understand how it's possible. You, you have this kind of tragedy happen. You know, it, we've seen it earlier this year, uh, a, a pitcher whose name I will have trouble pronouncing for the Chicago White Sox, Danny Farquhar, I believe, he had... Uh, uh, a brain hemorrhage in the dugout and you know thankfully yeah, he's in yeah thankfully he's in stable condition but like that happens how are you finishing that game how are you playing any you know like this is your this is a guy that you are sharing your life with for months on end like team you the, the one thing that players always talk about when they retire is they miss you know the locker room they miss being with those guys all the time so like this is like their family so you have a member of your family have some some tragedy befall them. I don't understand how they continue playing. Like I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I don't think anyone would have a problem with them just throwing in the towel and saying, "Look, we're done here." Well, I think this particular situation is, is the one with with uh, Greg Popovich's wife is extremely it's an extremely rare situation in in pro sports to have First of all, she's she was extremely young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in, in, in this day and age, you know, sixty seven is mm-hmm. young. Um, but you you listen to like t- Tony Parker, like he's like, she she watched me grow yeah. up. <laughs> you know, like this is a person who obviously was very obviously four decades of marriage to somebody, but she was an integral part of that team. It sounds like behind the scenes, like she was around, and and the players knew her and loved mm-hmm. her. This affects 
every like not only does her passing affect the coach and then that's ultimately going to affect the players but it actually affects the players themselves whereas sometimes you'll see like a tragedy where it will affect a player but it doesn't affect the other players in that they're only affected because their teammate is hurt this hurts everybody i mean this is just when i read that i had to read it a couple of times Mm -hmm. because it didn't make sense you know, it didn't make sense then to see them say, "There's the team will still play. Yeah. Right, right. You know, in my head, I'm just like, you have to play, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a contractual obligation there yeah. that these teams owe to the NBA, which I'm assuming there is. But and that is just, you play, but you just go through the motions. Yeah. And well, it's like when and, um, and you, uh, Jose Fernandez. Sure. Right? Like, when, when he died at the end of the 2016 mm-hmm. season, like... The Marlins played the day after. Mm -hmm. And there was like this really, you know, and there was like this really nice moment where like they let off, like they let off with a home run, Mm -hmm. you know, and there some guy like never hits home runs or whatever. But like, like, do you play because that was uh, was D Gordon, by the way. Thank you. D Gordon. Um, Do you play because you don't like, because you don't know what else to do. I, I mean, I guess that's... It's one of those things that, that probably none of us understands because we're not and have never been even remotely professional athletes. So, like, maybe that's... Professional anything, really. <laughs> maybe that's the way that they know to, to honor to honor that person, right? right? That's, that's, you know, and, and, maybe, and maybe it is an honor to that or would have been an honor to that person. You know, I, I, I don't know. I hope so. Um Sort of like, uh, you know, when, when Brett Favre played after his dad died and he had that great game, like, they always say, oh, that's that's what he would have wanted. I just, it's one of those things, and, and I, I think it's, you, you sort of add it to the list of things that professional athletes can do that we can't. Like, I don't understand how that's humanly possible. Yeah, like, uh, this is, I, I'm in no way comparing mm-hmm. or trying to make light, but like, if my cat dies, <laughs> like I'm leaving the office. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not sitting there finishing out the string. Right, and and you know, like, and, and think about like if 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 that happened on like a Wednesday, you're probably taking the yeah. rest of the week off. Yeah, you're probably not showing up Thursday or Friday. Nope. And that's your WFH. <laughs> I'm probably the last person to speak on this because I've been through like death after death in my family. And I just, I, you know, I go through the motions and I go right back to work the next Jesus. day. Well, wouldn't, so, wouldn't that make you, know, you like the first person yeah. to speak on this? Like maybe that's perspective as in the voice of authority. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I, w- I will say, I yeah. will say like when my, when my father died, I, uh, you know, I went, I was, he, I wasn't living in the same city. I went home. And I, you know, obviously made all of the funeral arrangements with my siblings. Uh, and then, you know, the day after the service, I went right back to work. Because, uh, you know, it's you have to get back to normalcy. I think, that's, I think that's really important. I think that's why they do what they okay. do. I think they just, like that, going back to work means getting back into your routine and not sitting around and dwelling on what's happened. Um, but I think and, and a part of that, the, where I was working at the time, w- the person I had direct contact with every day, my partner, 
was someone I really liked being around, and it just felt good to get back in, like, with a friend, mm-hmm. you know, and, and doing what I do and what I like to do and what I know how to do very well. And I think that's what I, I, I don't know. I'm not a professional sure. athlete. But, I, but we're all human, and I think we all kind of crave normalcy, and we all crave support from the people that we know and love, and I think that's why they go back out there and do what they do. Okay. And it calls to Great. mind, it calls to mind for me, uh, you know, the way, the way everyone sort of reacted to uh, Aaron Popovich's death, it, it harkened back to me, it, it brought back the memories for... Um, when they started playing baseball again after uh, the terror attacks of, of September 11, 2001, um, you know, 10 days later, it took 10 days for, for baseball to come back to New York. And uh, I think everyone, I, I think I think this way because I'm New York City-centric, because I'm from there. Um, everyone was watching that Mets game, and Mike Piazza hits that moonshot home run. And you're right, it, it felt like at that moment, it was like, oh, okay, here we go. We can play sports again. Now things are, are going to get back to normal. Or at least, you know, it, it took a lot longer than that for things to get back to normal. But, you know, you sort of have that indicator. You, you, you're, I think what you're saying is, is, is very close to the mark. Like, you, you get back to normal a little bit. And, and you do the things, even though it's not normal, you do the things that, that make it feel that way. Yeah. 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 And with that, we're going to get out of here yeah. and go, uh, go wash, go wash off the sadness. Yeah, let's do that. Shane's life as a fantasy draft is filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> okay. How are we feeling? Two commercial breaks. We don't even have a sponsor. <laughs> no, no. We have breaks. You can take a break. Yeah. This place awesome. got more breaks than a Kit Kat bar. Forget about it, huh? <laughs> Somebody tweeted. Hey, this, this show's got more breaks than my leg. <laughs> oh, it's not, oh, my, 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 my ride share never came. Back. I'm stuck here. Oh, shoot, Joe, I hate when that happens, Joe. I am so sorry. Uh, you know, let me tell you what happened there. I, I, I put the wrong address. He came to the wrong place. I put the wrong address in. Oh, Joe, you got you to gotta turn on location finder so they just come and yeah. get you. But then, you know, everybody knows where I am. I don't want the CIA knowing where I am. Why is Joe I love the idea that Joe Tyson is worried about the CIA. Oh, whoa. I mean, He was a Washington insider for a while. <laughs> he, he, he just ran out of here. When they were, when they were draining the swamp in Washington, that's, that's, that's what they were talking about. They were talking about the fluid in his knee. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Joe Theismann just ran out of out of here, so I don't know. Would, don't would know. you say he ran faster or slower than Bartolo Colon? I, I would say <laughs> slightly slower. He runs with sort of a limp. Because someone else who ran slower than Bartolo Colon, actually someone we already mentioned on this show, D. Gordon hit a ground mm-hmm. ball in a segment that I'd like to uh, I'd like to call "Check This Bleep Out" on YouTube. D. Gordon hits a ground ball to first base, and the first baseman has to throw the ball to the pitcher for the pitcher to get the out at first. That pitcher was Bartolo Colon. And Bartolo Colon <laughs> outran D. Gordon to first base. D. Gordon, widely considered one of the fastest dudes in Major League Baseball. 
Should he... Is he... Go ahead. Should he have just kept running out of the stadium and retired on the spot? So I'm, you know, full confession, like, we're, you're going to get my real-time reaction to this. Are you, are you checking this bleep out on YouTube? <laughs> I'm checking this bleep out on YouTube. So we've got, all right, so he hits a grounder. Yeah, like. That's some mighty right, so fine commentary be, right there. Be, no, all right, so to be fair, like, I'm watching this I get this Joe guy. Theismann back in here no. and let him commentary this one a little Cologne. bit? Cologne did start from about 30 feet closer to the back. Yeah, okay. And he, there's only six, there's only 90 feet for him to run. So, like, yeah, he didn't necessarily run faster, like, you know, miles per hour, but he did run fast enough to beat him to the back. He sure did. That's... It's really funny to watch that. <laughs> they have idea. oh they have oh they have it with the Titanic music. <laughs> oh God, oh that's great. Yeah. I'm just picturing it in my mind since we can't. Like, there's no reason to play the Titanic music only. No, but It'd be weird radio. I I do like D Gordon's reaction. As he realizes yeah. what happened, he grabs his head like, what the hell just happened here? <laughs> I can't believe this. I can't believe I just let Big Sexy outrun me. <laughs> big fat Bartolo Cologne still outrunning fools <laughs> he, in 2018. He's, he's fat. He's old. He gives us a lot of hope. Sure does. He does. He makes everybody think that they can be a baseball player. Which I borderline think is, like, sadistic of him. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're 44, you're fat and out of shape. You could probably throw a ball pretty fast. <laughs> like, when you really think about the physics of throwing a ball, a bigger person has a little bit more mass. I mean, it, it's a very, uh, it's a catapult-like catapult motion. So if you got a little something extra there around your midsection, you well, actually, if, if, you, if you can whip that around, you're going to do all right. the physics of that... I don't think the physics of that shake out. Uh, they do because you want because well <laughs> no because when you pull back, right? It's in your hip. It's it's your so hips when you and your when legs. you when you fling your hip forward, you got your mass you, right around you your midsection. Are you, are you talking about like centri centrifugal force? Like <laughs> no, I'm talking about like a catapult. <laughs> you guys. Bartolo Colon started the last game in Montreal Expos history. <laughs> God, of course. By the way, by the way, yeah, yeah. that was his sixth season in the league. <laughs> he was he was not a rookie that year, is what you're saying. And he didn't he didn't start until he was 24. Wait, he wait, also he saying, also played the last season. Uh, for the Brooklyn Dodgers. I mean, this guy's old. <laughs> He's played for 11 teams in 21 years. And he started, he, was a, he wasn't a rookie until age 24. Who played, who played on more teams, uh, Jamie Moyer like or Bartolo Colon? I feel like Bartolo that's, Cologne. I feel like that's every I can baseball say that without player, looking though, up. really. Yeah, that they're 24 years old when they, when they are a rookie. No, that's not true. Alex Rodriguez was like 17. Yes, that is a fact. 
Okay, so you named one baseball player. No, I was just saying, baseball is one of those sports where, like, either they get you out of high school or you go to college for three years. And then you then you work your way up in the minor leagues. Yeah. Jamie Moyer, by the way, only played for eight teams. Yes. See? But he did play for longer. He played for 25 years instead of 23. Well, he started when he was 21. Or 21. What other funny things have you guys seen in the sports world this week? Uh, Why well, I, I do have another one. Uh, Oakland no hit the Red Sox. <laughs> well, go ahead. That's why I asked the question. Oakland no hit the Red Sox this week. And uh, you know how in baseball you're not supposed to talk not about a, a no hitter. Well, Red Sox Twitter just repeatedly tweeted out the phrase no hitter thousands of times during the course of this no hitter. It, it was... It was really funny to have just the phrase "no hitter" fill up my timeline. You follow yeah, honest, them on like your Twitter, that. right? Is that would you? I follow. I follow. Yeah, I follow uh, all the. But you follow the Red Sox on Twitter. I follow all of the professional sports teams. They all, uh, most of them, tend to have pretty funny Twitter guys now. I follow sports they're, teams and uh, senators. They're, they're generally women. Sports. Wait, sports teams and senators. Yeah. Not Ottawa Senators. <laughs> no, I think I was like, the Senators? I I, I'm in Boston right now, and when I was in the cab today, I was talking to the cab driver, and he was asking me where. Yeah, he was talking, talking to a cab, cab driver with Joe Thess. And uh, he said, uh, he's like, oh, so what football, what football team do you like? And I was like, I like. You know, Tommy like, Brady. Like, oh, you know, like, I mean, it's all about those bills. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And, I, and in my head, I'm like, I'm like, but you know what? Like. I think of all the fans like that I want to talk to. I don't mind talking to Patriots fans because they the the team is what? that good. What? Like it's it's hard for I, me to sit here and be like someone would be like it, like if like the Bills and the Patriots have never had a rivalry because they've never been in each other's way. There's never been a when, right, a nail can't be a rival. When, to when a the hammer. Bills were good, the Patriots the were not. I think so. When the Patriots have, have been good, <laughs> the Bills have not been good. So there's no rivalry there. There can only be one. The Bills were good. Right. The Patriots, Patriots were terrible. Were the, for the rest of time. And then, and, then he brings, and then he brings up, like, the Red Sox thing. He's like, yeah, well, you know, the Red Sox, the Red Sox were there. And, uh, you know, for, 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 80, for 80-something years, they didn't win, a, didn't win a pennant. It's like. There's nobody in our way. We were in our own way. And in my head, I'm like, that's a really good way to think about it. You know, they weren't threatening the Yankees at any of those times, really. And so I think we really no, need no. to look into our, our sports rivalries and, and really look. It's, it's not a rivalry unless you actually get in the other team's way. If, it, if it's like a divisional, okay. if it's a divisional opponent, and you've never been good, it's not a rivalry. So by that metric, like only ri- rivalries can only be rivalries if they are not one-sided. Correct, because that's not a rivalry. That's, that's just, that that is just the shellacking. Well, but there's probably evenly matched teams who are not rivals. Also yeah, true. Exactly, that's why I'm saying a rivalry is like a sacred thing. Yeah, there aren't. Yeah, there aren't many. Like, rivalries. I would say right now, the Yankees Red Sox that is a rivalry. Just, right you now. just they used that as an example that wasn't year. a rivalry. 
for 89 yeah. years, it was for, not. Yeah, from, from 1918 through, through 2004. Yes. yes. But in, in the last yeah. 14 years, yeah, yeah that's, that's a, rivalry. a legitimate rivalry. I, and I think. And in. in yeah. And I think, like, we're, we're just like, we throw a rivalry on everything. Oh, well, that's well, a rivalry. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, my favorite thing was when they when they put when they first put uh, when they first put interleague interleague play in yeah. in baseball, and they were like, "Yeah, well, we got to have Yankees Mets," and then they just had the other NL NL East teams play the AL East teams, and it was like, "Yeah, I guess uh, I guess uh, uh, you know Red Sox Braves is a rivalry." It's like, no, it's <laughs> no, not. It's not. Why is why is that the rivalry? I can't wait to see Marlins Rays. <laughs> yeah, Duh. and I remember one year the uh, the Mets manager, I don't think it was Bobby Valentine, but it was somebody, and they were like he was complaining about the interleague play schedule, and he then they were like, well, why are you complaining about this? And he says, well, we get the Yankees in interleague play, and you know the Marlins get the Rays. <laughs> like we have three really hard games, and they have three really easy games during this rivalry week. Yeah. So now they now they have to do like the full division. Yeah. yeah, it's only right. Yeah. Um, so that, I'm I'm bringing so I'm bringing a whole I, new perspective to sports rivalries. But go ahead. I see what you mean because okay. like you remember when like Buffalo Miami was a rivalry because they were in each other's way every right. year. They're still in the same division. They're still in the same cities, but you can't be like that scorching hot Bills <laughs> Dolphins rivalry. The fans, the fans care, but yeah, no, the outcome of the game never. So I think, in addition to the teams needing to be able to get in each other's way, there has to be stakes, right? Right? Yes. You can't, like, if both teams are going to finish in last place or near last place, then it doesn't. It can't can't be a rivalry. How now? How long do both teams have to have stakes and be evenly matched before we can don, like, before we can bequeath the word rivalry onto? Five years minimum. Well, I think it has to, five seasons. So, but five I, think seasons. It, I think it has to be a rivalry, sort of like. Uh, um, I mean, now all the players are gone from the Clippers, but Clippers Warriors for a couple of years was a rivalry because the Clippers kept playing the Warriors and losing to them in the playoffs. But those those would go to deep series. Those would be like six, seven game series, right? With Chris Paul and Blake Griffin against you know Curry and Draymond and, and the Warriors, right? Like that was, I would call that a rivalry because they kept that. For like two and three years in a row, they kept seeing each other in the playoffs. I, I take well, like, that back. I, I think I think two consecutive seasons would would would, mm-hmm. would so start like, a rivalry. Of it mattering. So like Seahawks Cardinals. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like back when the two years that both teams were good. yes 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 mm-hmm. or Seahawks Niners. Yes. Same thing. It's hard. It's it's real hard in the NFC West to have a rivalry because those teams are just. Although, you know, I shouldn't say that because the Niners and the Rams years ago, back in the late 80s, early 90s, Jim Everett, Joe Montana days, like those were definite, mm-hmm. right? They, they met in the playoffs a lot. Yeah. Sure. But you got to get in the other like, team's way. <laughs> if you're not in the other team's way, it's not a rivalry. It's just a game. It's just a what g- is the best rivalry in sports right now? Or we even do that? Wow. Why not? Let's, um that that's intense for the for the for the last block of the show. <laughs> yeah, for, for the for the E block, the random the like, red extra <laughs> block. I, I I would have to say right now it's probably Cavs Warriors. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I shouldn't even say Cavs Warriors. LeBron Warriors. Yeah. LeBron anyone. Um, LeBron versus the world. 
It'll be really in- it'll be really interesting if LeBron leaves Cleveland again and goes to like Philly or Miami for that team to all of a sudden be a rival with the Warriors. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. But I think I think Greg, let me know if yeah. I'm wrong here, but I think that might be the uh where we're going to call it. <laughs> what do you mean? Cuz we can't we can't do best rivalry in sports no. and then, No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. No. That's it. Yeah. Let's get out of here. So, this was roughly let's, the let's length of, of the Godfather 2. <laughs> <laughs> I got enough material. We're going to do a couple of shows this week, maybe, and some bonus. For sure. lot, that's, what, that's what happens when we record a day late in yeah, a dollar short. A lot, lot of material for that, but. All right, gentlemen. You may, you may plug yourselves and your social media platforms. John, go. I will plug my social media platforms, but not myself. That is reserved for off-air only. Uh, you can find me at Instagram at Hey Gorman. You can go Hey Gorman. Hey Gorman. You can go to the uh, the dot co John Gorman dot co. Uh, you can read words very rarely about sports. The more sports. I read coming. lots of words. A lot of words. Uh, sports is common. It's coming, yeah. Sports is good. Oh. You like sports. Uh, we do. I love sport ball. Daniel, where can they find you? Uh, you find me at Don't Take My Name. Every now and then I will complain about a call in a game. <laughs> and you can find the show at Shane's Pod on Instagram. And Greg, where, where can the good people find you? Right now you can find me off the old beaten path. <laughs> Just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. All right. And and I pause games frequently, so I will complain about a call that was like 90 minutes ago. Well, that's all right, as long as you're thinking about it. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Thank oh, I just thought of a great rivalry. <laughs> Shout out to Jacksonville. This, this show versus the city of Jacksonville. <laughs> We are undefeated against the city of Jacksonville. That's right. All right, everybody. Never lost. See ya. No, we won't see ya. You'll hear us next week. Yeah. Peace. Sweet talking like a Charlie cover lemonade, fresh fruit from the well. She's saving up the the sort of trouble that Coronas can't chase away Cut up the line, baby, finish the rhyme Yeah, the sun still shines today Miami got a mind out of sight Tracing her face in the pale moonlight Fresh burnt fireflies, they don't lie, no, they won't lie, yeah. I can play blackjack blind by the lightning in my mind. Turn away the ocean tide. But I just can't figure out what rise they suddenly shout. Oh, can't turn a tears to wine.
Can't turn her tears to wine Can't turn a tears to wine. 